Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Weekly Podcast with me, Peter Watson, for the week ending Friday the 3rd of September. I'm joined today by Duncan Balcon, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Duncan. How are you feeling this week? Good morning, Peter. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Not bad. Um, fighting and raring to go. Um, so, uh, so anyway, yes. Um, so another, as always, I mean, there's never, there's never an uneventful week. Um, always, always an exciting week in the world of uh, global business and financial markets news. So um, we'll quickly rattle through um, some of the key um, areas here. So um, we'll talk about a bit of macro. To start off with, um, talk about supply chain, uh, a bit about cars and also tech, because there have been some uh, major developments in tech this week as well. So mm-hmm. um, so uh, starting off with the macro stuff, um, quite interesting because China, um, China manufacturing activity slowed down um, for the first time since April 2020. Um, this was actually from the figures from the Kaishin um, Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index which is like an independent um, uh, uh, measure, uh, which actually that, imp- that, it, that reflected um, what was already said in the official um, Purchasing Managers Index data, um, you know, from, from, from the government. Mm-hmm. So um, that's interesting. And by the way, the reason why I say that, you know, that make the distinction is because for quite a lot of observers do not take official figures a hundred percent seriously they don't laugh at them um but i'm just saying that they that so, there, there is a feeling that a lot of these official figures can be massaged so that's why um especially with regard to china you de- do see a lot of um observers and commentators using different data sets okay mm-hmm. so anyway uh so anyway uh, the other thing with with china this week which was i thought was big was the fact that um, pork stocks have gone back to pre-COVID levels, although demand hasn't. Um, mm-hmm. So um, just as a quick recap, um, there was, you know, an outbreak of, um, uh, of, of um, uh, swine fever. Um, that meant um, rather catastrophically um, that half of um, China's entire pig population had to be slaughtered. Um, this meant that uh, obviously pigs suffered, uh, but also it meant that um, it also meant that uh, prices went up because you know pork demand was still there. Um, I think that China is the biggest world's biggest um, consumer of pork, um, and um, so they you know took pork from other places. But also during that time, you had um, Chinese moving away from pork and maybe to beef chicken and, and fish more um so that was quite interesting as again as an aside on that um i do wonder and i did mention this in some of the podcasts this week um about i thought it was interesting i wondered whether the uh you know the the um the momentum of alt protein um from companies like beyond meat impossible foods etc whether that had made a dent at all um, <laughs> in in um, in protein consumption. I mean, the thing is, is that I mean, it's it's good, right? I mean, the the stuff. I mean, I'm a meat eater, and I've had um, some of this stuff, and it is it is getting better all the time. 
Um, I don't think it's probably making that much of an impact at the moment, but maybe um, it will continue to, you know, momentum will continue to build and we'll see it more. I mean, it definitely seems to be more mainstream. I mean, have, have you absolutely, tried absolutely. it? Uh, yeah, I have, um, because I've grown up in a household where both my parents are vegan, so I've definitely tried some of it. Um, oh, right. Uh, I, I'm a vegan. Yeah. Yeah, mo- most of the time. Um, but yeah, yeah I've, I've tried plenty. I agree that it's getting much, much better. Um, and I, I would have to say also, momentum is, I think, growing towards that kind of people using more of it. Mm. But also, if, if there's any sort of kind of distrust in your traditional kind of meat production, so like you say, outbreaks of fevers and things, Mm. That's only surely that's only going to help the momentum build if people mm. start, if people lose any variety of trust in something. Yeah, um, yeah. Then yeah, but yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's getting significantly better. Mm. No, um, it's, it's so, good, isn't it? It's good. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, so that was that was quite. Oh, the, the other thing I wanted to mention there was um, a, there is a Chinese uh, company called OmniPork. I always think that sounds slightly scary. Uh, and la- <laughs> lab-like, doesn't it? Um, but, Sounds like uh, the next Terminator movie. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> actually, just can you imagine? You know, you've got your cards, right? And and you go, you you meet someone and go, "Hello there, I'm the chief. I'm the chief executive of Omnipork." <laughs> sounds like some sort of I don't know. It, it sounds kind of like a James Bond villain or something. Don't it you does think? a bit, doesn't it? Um, but um, but anyway, yeah. So that what was interesting about that? I, I remember writing about that um, a while back. Um, and say, you know, saying it was interesting because you know Chinese eat so much pork, mm. and it is a Chinese company. And um, anyway, I just googled it while I wrote about it this week, um, just to see if it's still around. And it, and it is. And apparently, you can get. Um, I saw that you could get. I don't know if it is now, but you you could get uh, Omni Pork products uh, in uh, in Waitrose. And Omni Pork, wow. um, they what they do is they. It's they basically make mints. I mean, I'm sure they make other stuff as well. But they the the main thing is mints. It looks like mints. It looks like pork mints, and you're supposed to use it like pork mints. So, I think that's quite interesting because obviously that means it's very versatile. Um, so so yeah, if you want you make your own pork balls, etc., you know you can. Uh, so anyway, uh, moving on from uh, from uh, you know ideas about recipes. Um, got, it's amazing uh, how fast we get sidetracked by food. Isn't it? I know, I know, it isn't it? God, yeah, yeah. We're six minutes in, right? We're six minutes in. We talk about food anyway. Um, so right, so Vietnam, um, Vietnam. That was also quite interesting. So there's a few um, uh, articles, interesting articles on Vietnam. So I think I mentioned it last week um, that um, Vietnam has gone from hero to zero in terms of um effectiveness on um on keeping coronavirus out or keeping it under control um mm-hmm. it is now joint last uh, in 120th position with thailand on the nikkei asia covid19 recovery index um the reason why i'm mentioning it is because over the last few uh, number of years vietnam has increasingly be see- been seen as a viable alternative um to china for manufacturing uh because over the years of course we've had lots of um, us versus china you know stuff going on with regard to trade mm-hmm. and um and i think that um as a result of which um a lot of companies are thinking well we need to maybe reduce our uh political risk and maybe try and move some of the manufacturing out of china they wanted to stay in the region and vietnam has been you know a, a net net gainer from that um mm-hmm. so anyway so uh, you know this latest thing they vietnam has thus far been able to contain it has used containment as its main 
um, way of reducing the number of cases of COVID. But unfortunately, the Delta variant has meant that uh, has made that much more difficult. Um, so, you know, is, does this mean that, that Vietnam is not going to be no longer going to be a manufacturing hub? I don't think so. Um, I think that, um, uh, you know, it, it's it's been a well-trodden path. I don't see why it should change particularly. Maybe it will mean that they will have actually more um, vaccine donations potentially. So, um, uh, so anyway, so so worth keeping an eye on though, because uh, mm, you know what other other places in the region potentially. But uh, uh, apart from that, um, coming uh, gradually uh, close to home, um, eurozone, um, lots of kind of high frequency indicators. Um, so economic indicators like rand, basically random data that's pulled together to paint an economic picture is my way of uh, expressing what high frequency indicators are. Although that's not the official thing, but that's a good way of thinking about it. Um, you, you uh, it, it all points into the eurozone recovering quite nicely. Uh, the other thing about high frequency indicators, by the way, is that um, they're very useful for painting a picture of what's going on right now, because generally it, uh, official figures tend to lag because obviously mm -hmm. they're collating stuff, putting it together, comments, you know, that kind of thing. Um, whereas high frequency indicates you can see what's going on um, on, you know, like restaurant bookings or, um, uh, you know, credit card spending right now, for instance. Yeah. Um, then you've got uh, in Germany, um, the, they saw they announced an inflation rate of 3.4 percent. Um, Yikes. It, yeah. <laughs> highest in 13 years. The last time it was this level was just before the 2008 financial crisis. So that's like you say, I think your yikes comment there is. <laughs> Is very well uh, well placed, um, but anyway, we shall see whether this whether the central banks are all right and whether they uh, whether this is in fact a temporary blip. Um, then uh, we've got in the UK, uh, it's almost it's almost boringly um, uh, confident. Um, you know, businesses are confident. We keep seeing positive information here. Um, and I think that this is this this is a good it's, you know, it's good, but it's in, starting to be tempered um, by increasing concerns or caveats regarding um, uh, the uh, uh, supply chain problems. Uh, apart from that, we've got uh, in commodities, aluminium hit the, hit the highest price it's been for 10 years. Um, this is mainly due to the fact that um, fun fact, fun fact alert, there should be <laughs> some sort of siren going off now. Uh, woo, woo. <laughs> yeah, woo. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'd like you know, like some of those commentators, they have like a bank of buttons, don't they? Yeah. And you can just like hit a sound. You know, that's what I need. That's what I need. Uh, but anyway, we don't have that, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, the um, China uh, produces over fifty percent of the world's aluminium, which is amazing. Let's all just sit back and just take that in. Re revel in that. Yeah. Revel in that kind of factual goodness there you go so anyway <laughs> so having reveled in that for a few seconds um uh, the reason why um the aluminium's hit 10 year high is because um Ch so china's trying to reduce or encourage the re reduction of um, use of e electricity uh, in certain areas and so for instance there's an uh, aluminium making hub of guangxi a region in china um they are trying to reduce uh, en uh, energy consumption and so they are working at 80% of normal capacity mm. so um, that means you know although the demand for uh, aluminium in cars and 
cans of beer and stuff uh or cans of any kind of drink uh are, are um you know the, the demand is still high um the supply is is being is being cut so that's why the uh, aluminium price is going up higher then um in terms of markets this is something that sounds really boring and uninteresting and uh, it sort of is but it, i have to mention it um so it's um the DAX index, so Germany's DAX index. So it's a bit like, so it's their equivalent of FTSE 100 mm-hmm. um, that everyone looks at when they so when they think of, of Germany and indexes, they think of the DAX. Um, until now, it's had um, 30 constituents. It's announced it's going to have 40 constituents from the middle of this month. Um, it also said that the um, that new entrants, new entrants, not old, not existing ones, new entrants are going to have to pass new profitability criteria. The constituents of the DAX will be reviewed twice uh, a year versus once a year currently. Um, and, um, yeah, like I say, they, they, they've got to meet new standards of profitability. So hmm. this is the first time that, the, that this, is, um, this kind of overhaul has happened for 32 years. So that's why I'm mentioning it today, just to say. But in terms of is this going to have an impact on your life? Probably not. Um, the only thing is, I guess... Um, Index tracker funds that track the DAX, uh, obviously, they're going to suddenly have to spend more money so that they can reflect the constituents of the DAX. So any um, companies that are going in will see their share prices going up uh, and any coming out. Well, actually, it won't come out, but any, anything as, as with any index, um, mm. anything going in um, will see the share price going up. Any, anything coming out will see the share price go down. So, um, uh, so yeah. So and, and the reason for that is because, um, tr- like I say, a tracker fund has to reflect the constituents of, an, you know, its stated index. Um, so it has to buy. It's it's not a question of will they buy. Is it a good is it a good company? That's not how they work. They just a fundamental just, of how they yeah, operate, isn't it? Exactly. They just have to buy it. And co- conversely, if uh, and and the thing is, they they have. Uh, inf- you know what uh, a tracker fund uh, trackers um, are have become massively popular over the years, and so they they now make up a lot of the volume, and therefore what what they do does have a significant effect on an overall index. Mm. So um, so that's why um, that's that's why I'm I'm mentioning that. Right. Okay. So moving on, um, supply chain. Um, you're going to hear a lot about supply chain. Um, they, or have and you've probably been hearing a lot about it um, recently anyway but I thought there were some interesting um, uh, articles and things uh, which reflected uh, uh, a different side of, of supply chains because I think a lot of us will have been watching the news and really just thinking about um, how these uh, you know lorry drivers getting paid loads of money etc um, and yeah that's that and and um, uh, empty empty um, uh, supermarket shelves but actually there's another side to it so um, a lot of the transport workers feel they've been treated treated badly or at least they're working really hard they see the companies they work for doing well and yet they're not seeing any higher wages um, so you've got there was uh, there was there was strike action was threatened, for instance, at HMM, not H and M. That's a little bit different. Uh, <laughs> but HMM, um, South Korean uh, shipping giant, um, and they were going to go on strike, which would have 
put further pressure on already fragile um, supply chains. But it seems that they reached the uh, unions and stuff reached an agreement. Um, but you've also got you know truck drivers um, warning of burnout as well. So you know it's it's a there is that side of of the supply chain as well. Mm, and, and I mean, and that kind of answers the question that I think a lot of people will have had when when the original stories came out, which is, well, if they're paying them so well and the bonuses are so good, why on mm. earth have we got a shortage? Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because, because you can pay someone as much as you want, but if the working conditions are rubbish, they ain't yeah. gonna stick around. Well, exactly, exactly. So yeah, so um, that is. Um, you know that's one of the the things we, we've we've you know everyone people have got to deal with at the moment, um, and the consequence of that we've seen, um, uh, for instance, um, building material costs have reached record levels. Um, so the the construction materials price index is now at its highest level since records began in 1996, which is one year before I started my career in the city. Um, that's how that's how old I am. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, won't anyway. t- I won't tell you where I was in 1996. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, there you go. Um, you, you were just me- merely a, a, a t- yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, so that so that's so that goes to show that obviously if you. If you're having an extension built or, or whatever at the moment, um, not only is it going to take ages because of the lack of um, raw materials, but those raw materials are going to cost you more money. Um, yeah, you, so you really need to hope you're in, you need to hope you're one of those households that saved a lot over lockdown. Exactly. Exactly. In order to afford an extension at the moment. Exactly. Um, and then um, we've got the you know the probably the biggest news of this uh, of, of this this podcast, which is um, Weatherspoon's running out of beer. Uh, well, not out of beer generally, but you know, out of certain brands. Um, and this is just the latest uh, uh, hit um, from supply chains. So we've we've heard Nando's running out of chicken, which is uh, which is very disappointing. I think. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. I just, that I just, a, I just, that was a totally foul joke. How I know. I just, well, I just thought of it. I just thought of it. Uh, so it's very, very disappointing. <laughs> yeah. And then um, we've got, uh, you know, that. Um, of uh, you know McDonald's um, running out of milkshakes, and I, I just thought it was funny this week uh, on the podcast. Lauren um, was talking about a barbecue she went to at her friend's place, and you was using um, it was suggesting um, tequila rose as a, a viable alternative um, for uh, for McDonald's milkshakes, which I thought was interesting. Um, Mm. I've never, I've never heard of, of that because you know, I mean, obviously, I never go out, right? So, um, but uh, you, you guys, at the cutting edge of drinking, uh, you know, uh, uh, drinking trends at the moment, will will know know all this. Uh, I'm mm. sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, so uh, so there's that. Um, moving on again, we're going to uh, we're going to cars. Um, so Ford, General Motors, they shut. Uh, they've shut more factories um, because of uh, 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 semiconductor shortages, and which is not really new news. Um, you know, it's just been loads of closures over. Well, since really at the end of last year, I guess you know more into this year. But anyway, um, uh, I think that um, Elon Musk, I, I suspect, is is using this as a convenient excuse for the delay of the launch of the tesla roadster i mean he didn't say that but surely this is the easiest excuse you're going to have um and he's using it so that's not going to be launched until supposedly 2023 
Um, so for all of those, um, all of all of those of you who have one hundred and eighty thousand pounds burning a hole in your pocket, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer uh, to to buy a Tesla Roadster. Um, then, um, but on the other hand, um, uh, second-hand prices continue to go up. Um, apparently, the average asking price for a second-hand car has gone up by over fifteen percent year on year according to auto traders so this is in the uk um and all these figures are already feeding through to um much higher inflation so um so interesting um i just think with cars you know i think we're going to hit a stage where people are going to stop even if um things turn around people are going to stop buying um traditional new vehicles um they are just going to start buying electric vehicles because interestingly um electric vehicles haven't suffered so much with the semiconductor shortage even though they use more semiconductors but i think it sounds like the reason for that is because well a there are few people buying them anyway so that's one of them but the other thing as well is that um manufacturers are putting more effort into the electric vehicle side of things Mm. than the other so maybe that's another reason as well so so there we go um uh, on on uh, on the cars um then the next thing's consumer and retail um apparently u.s consumers are stockpiling toilet paper uh all the time sorry i should say loo roll that's the loo roll is the is the nice way of saying it so um they uh are um yeah they're stocking up um i do wonder whether they're going to stock up on guns start buying guns again as well i don't know um because remember the last time round, um they were using government checks to you know to buy their dream gun um that's just what you need in a pandemic isn't it absolutely yeah (laughs) well you know no no one else is going to defend your piles of toilet paper and pasta are they so um you know every 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 pile every pile needs someone to guard it with a massive gun Uh, it's going to turn into a scene from the purge if we're not careful mind you though i suppose you could clear up the resultant mess with with the piles of loo roll (laughs) sorry sorry that's awful isn't it sorry sorry i didn't mean that scrub that scrub that yeah anyway right so uh we got that we got uh, on the other hand uk customers uh are saving um consumer borrowing fell to zero in july um and apparently um, more households seem to be leaning more into saving um than anything else but i think that that is we are going to be there is going to be one massive spending wave um, happening going into the end of this year because we had a rubbish Christmas last year. It was taken away from us at the last minute um, by the Grinch, um, <laughs> a.k.a. Boris Johnson. But, you know, we had that taken away at the end. I'm sure that everyone is going to be very, very keen on having a good one this year. And I also think that people will buy early Christmas is Christmas spending is going to come early because people are going to think, well, supply chains, are we going to get what we want? Um, So, uh, you know, better order now rather than wait until November, December. Um, So I I think that there's going to, and, you know, people who've been saving or, uh, you know, accidental savers, everyone's going to try, that everyone's going to spend a lot of money, I think, going into, I think this is going to be a huge year of spent, um, end of year spend, and it's going to be, and it's going to start earlier, in my yeah. humble opinion. I, I would agree. I, I think that's the most likely outlet for the savings people have made over the last year is going absolutely nuts at Christmas this year. Yeah, 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so anyway, so there's that. Uh, also, we've seen house prices rise. This is really interesting, actually, because there was a there was a big surge um, in June. Uh, it seemed that July things tailed off a bit, but according to the Nationwide Building Society figures, um, that that's jumped again. Um, mm. So that's uh, that's increased. That that's interesting because this is the second biggest monthly increase in the. Um, cost of the average home in 15 years so pretty big i think huge that's a huge yeah. that's a, hu- a huge stat isn't it really? yeah that's, that's it have another of your very interesting jingles going oh around. god yeah i missed i missed the opportunity <laughs> there didn't i um anyway last thing to talk about is tech there were some very interesting um developments in tech this week mm. so um you had uh, for instance alibaba uh, um, um being the latest company to suck up to the chinese government by pledging a massive load of cash um to help initiatives that uh, xi jinping is supporting now it seems that you know xi jinping at the moment um the chinese president is he's cracked down on a lot of areas at the same time now it's not that he hasn't cracked down on areas in the past he has but it seems to me this is particularly notable because he's doing it all pretty much at the same time so tech, education, tech, um, and, uh, you know, the treatment of data, all that kind of thing. So I think it's really interesting to, to see this at the moment. I don't know, but I would imagine that companies such as Alibaba and Tencent are working with the government and saying, look, what can we do to, you know, make you like us? And the government is saying, well, you know, you could do this. This might help your cause and you could do that. I mean, I don't know, obviously, but I'm just guessing that this is what's going on. Um, So, you know, they're just getting through a difficult period. Um, I think it's another way of being, it's a nice way of being fined in a way, isn't it? I think, you know, it's it's curious, isn't it? How the companies that have been wrapped on the wrists not that long ago are now sucking up beyond belief. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they need to. They need to, don't they? They need to to survive. So that's quite interesting. That's going on at the moment. Um, Also talking about crackdowns, you've got China um, deciding that they're limiting gameplay um, for uh, uh, um, uh, for for kids. um, And that is they're limiting it to three hours a week, um, which is quite I mean, so they're they're getting um, these companies to do uh, to get people to use their real name, not handles. Um, I guess that that helps to track people. So I guess if you're one person with one email uh, and things, you can, you know, yes, it can work. But then, you know, I do wonder what happens with offline gaming. Does this mean to say that people are going to buy more consoles, perhaps? So are Sony, Nintendo going to? Uh, and Microsoft, um, you know, are they going to do better maybe um, in terms of sales and maybe physical sales of games if you, if you can still get those? Um, I wonder whether people will turn more to that for their, for their gaming fix. Um, someone I was talking to yesterday made a very interesting point, actually, saying, is this going to affect esports? You know, um, because yeah. if you've got Chinese um, teams um, in esports, what are they going to do? Are they going to how are they going to hone their skills? Are they going to? Will they have to move abroad? Will 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 be will there be less interest, or will there be more interest? I mean, there might be more interest in people going. Well, I can't play, but I'd like to see someone else play. Maybe um, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, with international transfers, aren't you for esports? Yeah, players. yeah. 
So, you know, that's quite interesting. Then um, uh, staying on other um, kind of big developments, you've got South Korea. They've they've made their ruling on in-app game purchases. Um, so Google and Apple being, uh, you know, being told that um, they have to let um, third parties, um, you know, um, uh, more, you know they sell. Uh, you you consumers are should be allowed to buy uh, to buy stuff um with you know with, without having to be forced through their pay portal um and then apple announced shortly after that that they they've been working with a japanese regulator and um they what they're going to do is they're going to roll out a new their new rules um from next year which is um so it's not all apps. This is for reader apps where you, um, you know, it's like a subscription service like uh, Netflix, et cetera, um, where you, so you, I think that th- so this is my understanding. So you go onto the app store, you'd see the app and then presumably you've got like a payment option for going through the app store right. and then a payment option for going through to the vendor directly or so, something like that. Um, I, I'm, particularly interested in this because obviously um you know we uh watson's daily there is the watson's daily app um and obviously that is subscription based so i wonder whether we will be allowed to you know uh, uh to to take advantage of that because what that was definitely one of the considerations when i was um you know uh de- you know, getting the app developed was um uh, the developers said to me look you know Apple are going to take a 30% cut of this. And initially I thought, well, you know, should I charge more to, for people to get it on the app store than they do on the website? But even then, you know, as part of the app um, approval process, you are not allowed to mention anywhere about being able to get it on an alternative, you know, to, so I couldn't say in the description, Watson's daily is blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, if you'd like to subscribe, please, you know, um, uh, please buy via the Apple Store, or alternatively, you could go to WatsonsDaily.com. You are not allowed which, which to say is, that. Which is a bit mad, isn't it? The fact you yeah. can't at the moment cannot business yeah. actually producing the app whilst yeah. people are downloading the app. Yeah, mad. So you're so you're just not allowed to. So um, so I guess it sounds to me like that that's going to change. And actually, I I am going to ask my developers because you know, as as hopefully people know by now, there, there's a lot of upgrades coming for um, Watson's Daily, and so I this is this is actually very, um, you know, very of the moment um, for me. Mm. So I'll, I'll let you know. Um, and then the final thing is um, WhatsApp was fined 225 million euros. That's a big amount, isn't it? Um, uh, for uh, not telling users how it shared data with Facebook. Um, and they got this fine from the uh, Irish regulator for basically breaching GDPR. Um, who's going to win? Uh, well, it look, I mean, you've got massive giants backed by Facebook on the massive one giant hand. Massive giants backed by even bigger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, versus little Irish regulator. <laughs> who's going to win in this massive battle? Uh, my money's on Facebook. Um, we, can because... hope, we can only hope it'll be the regulator, though, right? <laughs> yeah, and I think that the, the problem is is that regulators have just not fared well against US big tech. No. Um, I think, in my opinion, you know, regulators need to get over their own egos, um, get together and actually agree. If they 
come together and uh, to, with something, I really think that they could they could make a difference. But mm. if you get different places asking for different things and they're pushing their own agendas, that is or that is just not going to work. Um, yeah. But we shall see. I mean, obviously, WhatsApp said it's going to, you know, appeal the decision. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. And this is all part of that whole theme of, you know, what do you do about big tech because they're so hard. They're so they're so hard to um, rein in. Um, and they the the long every day it becomes harder to rein them in. I think, and that's the thing is what is because of what actually can you do, not what you yeah. do, but what actually can you do at that point, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, um, so there you go. Um, I guess that's that's around for this week. It's been an interesting week, I think. Um, yeah, definitely. Lots of really big developments, and I think you know now obviously we're coming into the end of the summer. We're going to the lot, you know, the final part of the year, um, and you know we'll be seeing a lot of other things i mean you know there's that obviously in the uk we've got end of furlough end of stamp duty holiday we've got the um potential flu season coming up we've had news that um the lack of lorry drivers means that flu vaccines aren't getting delivered you know and then we've got christmas the potential christmas how much people are going to spend how much are they going to be able to buy you know, so it's a very, we, you know, I mean, it's a, I, I don't think there is such thing as a boring year, really, is there? I mean, there's always stuff that happens, but. I've, you I've know, not found one yet. No. There is such a thing. I've not, I've not discovered it yet. No, but there's, there's so much going on now um, and going into, into next year. I mean, I think that there's a lot of hope for 2022, like things like, um, you know, the recovery of the travel industry and 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 stuff like that but um i don't know it's it's it we're going with we are continue to be in very interesting times at the moment yeah absolutely anyway on that philosophical moment uh bombshell um i think we'll end today but um thank you as always duncan the uh duncano uh balcon <laughs> Uh, that's my nickname for you, um, and the, there's a, there's a reason for this this uh, uh, <laughs> this nickname that will become apparent in future uh, Instagram lives. Um, so uh, keep 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 uh, keep an eye on this because there's going to be some fun stuff coming soon on our Instagram live. Um, so anyway, thank you very much, Duncan. You are welcome. Uh, Thanks, for and having me. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for the listeners for listening to us hope this has been useful for you and we will be back again pretty soon so thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you again soon many thanks, thanks bye bye